Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast powered by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M. And here we're dedicated to highlighting fast-growing Aggie entrepreneurs, learning how they overcame growth challenges with creative growth hacks, and then connecting them with other entrepreneurs in the Aggie Network. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001. And I'm the co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Whoop! Got a little story for you, Ags. Derek Ratliff, Fighting Texas Aggie, class of 2007, founded Horizon Firearms in 2012. And in seven short years, he grew his company to be one of the fastest growing Aggie-owned companies and was awarded the Aggie 100 nomination in 2019. So pass it back and listen to Derek as he shares some good bull. Well, howdy, everyone. We have got an amazing episode on Aggie Growth Hacks. This week, we are talking with Derek Ratliff, Fighting Texas Aggie, class of 2007. His company is Horizon Firearms, and they are an amazing company. If you have not checked out their website, check it out. You will be absolutely blown away. Even if you are not a firearms person, check out, I mean, Derek, we were looking at earlier. I think that there, I would say there's as much work of art as there is functionality. So you, Absolutely. you guys are fantastic. Congratulations, uh, first off, on your Aggie 100 win in 2019. I know that that was a, a big thing that you guys have been working on. So congratulations. Oh, yeah, man. Appreciate it and appreciate you guys having us on. Yeah, that's definitely something that we kind of set our sights on early on. It was fun to kind of see that goal reached. That, that, that's awesome. Well, well let, let's just jump right into it. Derek, we all love Texas A&M and it has shaped all of our professional and business lives. And Absolutely. That's, so why, that's why we ended up moving back. <laughs> Didn't want to get away from it, you know? Yep. Same, same here. <laughs> well, tell us, tell us your favorite Aggie memory. Man, for me, a lot of my uh, A&M memories were, were based around the archery team, you know, and so I, I shot competitive archery for A&M. They've got an awesome program over there. It's great coaches. You know, uh, Frank even had coached in the Olympics. And so it was an awesome opportunity really traveling with them. Uh, we got to go out to UCLA and do kind of a, a national championship shoot out there for outdoor archery. Wow. And that was uh, super, super cool. It was first trip to California. Actually, you know, it, growing up kind of a, you know, small town farm kid. It was the first time I got to fly. <laughs> so it was a, it was a neat trip. Very cool. Awesome. Awesome. That's, that's great. So tell us a little bit about your business and why did you choose to start it? What's the origin story? So we are a truly custom bolt action rifle manufacturer and we specialize in bolt rifles that tell your specific story. We also make carbon fiber composite stocks and that kind of stuff. But the rifle side, you know, we uh, went to Botech, worked there in R&D, uh, did some outdoor television and kind of started looking at the firearm space, really paralleling it with competitive archery uh, in the kind of long range craze coming up. And my brother and I looked around and said, man, you know, this is an industry we really wanted to be in. But we wanted to really build rifles that told a story for not the person per se, that we were building it for, but for their grandkids and, you know, great grandkids. And so, you know, we, were, we wanted to do different things with the rifle, still guarantee their accuracy and all that kind of stuff. But we were like, if you're going to build a rifle, why not have something that told kind of about you and some, you know, uh, something for somebody to remember you by. And so, you know, like, I think you see that when you, when you go to our website, you know, we did a rifle this year uh, and told kind of a, a video story about ourselves and, you know, built this rifle that kind of told our story you know that's kind of how we how we got into it that that is so amazing i mean when you're, you're so you're talking about generational impact mm -hmm. 
yep. in, in what you build and craft every day. That That is so cool. Yeah, it was a different thing for us. Like coming from the archery world, archery was just changing all the time, right? So every year was, you needed a new bow and technology was moving so much and the, the firearm space didn't really work like that. And so when we wanted to kind of get in the outdoor industry, we say, well, what is a product that we can build that we know won't be thrown away next year because it's obsolete or because it's old technology. And so firearms kind of have that sort of neat nostalgia that, uh, you know, they stay around. So it's cool to know that, you know, something we build today, 50 years from now, somebody's going to pick it out of a safe and remember granddad by it, you know? That is, that is awesome. So, so let me ask you this. So, so you founded your company in 2012, is that correct? Correct. And last year you were the 28th fastest growing Aggie owned company. So, so that growth comes with a lot of challenges. Absolutely. Um, so what are some hacks that you learned at A&M that kind of helped prepare you for life as an entrepreneur, life as a fast growing <laughs> entrepreneur? And I want to tell you that, that my uh, best alternate you know, education through A&M really came through. I was involved in MSC and MSC a lot and got an opportunity to be in their kind of finance development committee through MSC a lot. And what was cool about that is you know, just the administrators and the counselors and stuff kind of around the MSC organizations, we got a little more education in terms of running the uh, organization as a business, right? And so we were focused on, you know, and at the time in college, you know, you know it is they, like those are the things that mean the most. I mean, looking back, it's like, well, you know, a parallel business, but at that time, like those things aren't crazy crucial, but they're extremely good learning experiences. So, you know, whether it be budgeting and, and handling money and where to do certain investments with this thing or the other in order to uh, kind of see some return through your organization. So really, you know, and then the treasure for the archery team and, and, you know, I always encourage kids now, in my opinion, every major should at least get a minor in business. Like you, everybody mm-hmm. needs to get finance and accounting, um, which, you know, if I had to do it all over again, I would spend a little more time in, uh, in both of those areas for sure. And maybe stay a, a little bit of awake in those classes. <laughs> no, that, yeah. That's my own personal thing. <laughs> you know, yeah, they were, they were tough, but it's like, and we have a, a real great friend who, um, you know, runs a, a, a who's a, a dentist here in town and stuff. And we always talk about, man, you know, you have so much schooling in science and math and all that stuff, and then you get jumped out and now you're running a practice. Well, you know, that finance and accounting piece should be included, <laughs> you know, in some way. Yeah. And so I just encourage people to, uh, you know, really get plugged in in the, in the money side of things because, man, that is key on the business growth and development. Yeah, I, I fully agree with that. I work a lot with lawyers and, and they're just thrown right into the mix of, you know, hey, we've got this business now. How, now how do we actually, you know, <laughs> right. run it like a business? <laughs> that's, right. that's super hard. So that kind of leads us into our next question. You know, every business has their challenges, right? And every business that's in fast growth mode, right, finds hacks. You're going to find hacks. And that's what this show is really all about is what are your hacks? So what, what was the single biggest challenge that you had to your growth, you know, as you've been growing, you know, what number one hack did you use to get over it? Yeah. To be honest with you, you're always still learning, right? And I think that's, you know, a big part of it is you you when you think you know it, you really don't know it, right? And so a couple of years ago, you know, we teamed up with Casper Companies, you know, and, and kind of blended in with a an organization that had a super strong central accounting cool. type firm and then really plugged in and kind of learned a lot from them. And then I'll say the other thing, we've spent a ton of time. I highly recommend two two books, The Lean Turnaround and The Goal from Elliot Golrat. We looked at, you know, 
production constraints and then tried to take those production principles in not just uh, in accounting, but in marketing and the way that we approach our trade shows. You know, so when we go to a trade show, you know, we're setting, you know, daily goals and, uh, and then at the end of the day, looking up and saying, okay, we've, we've met these or didn't meet these and then making adjustments for the next day. And so I would encourage a lot of people to kind of look at lean principles and theory of constraints sort of throughout the organization. And they've been pretty key to some major things that we've been able to accomplish, especially, you know, coming in, in 19. That, that, that's a, well, you are not the first Aggie entrepreneur to talk about lean manufacturing, <laughs> lean principles, you know, across all all aspects of it. So especially as you are growing, I mean, you've got to be lean and mean. You, you don't have a huge marketing budget. You've got to make every dollar act like $10. $10. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, you know, the lean things, it's such an interesting, uh, once, you, once you kind of get your head around it, we, we've done quite a bit of training and stuff with it, you know, and the Kaizen principles and, you know, uh, pulling people from all levels and, and sort of group thinking and kind of flattening out the organization chart. You can make some pretty quick, you know, headway into some pretty challenging, you know, issues. And so, I mean, even on a production side, we do every day, we've got, you know, um, our SDP every morning, we, we kind of set up and look at what our you know, strategic goals are. And then how do we do yesterday? And then, and, and the other big thing in terms of hacks, I would say is if everything is great, it's not great. And so kind of what we do on all of our, our boards is we try and make sure kind of feels weird, but you make sure you're not hitting your goals, right? And so it forces you to really you know, use the five why kind of think mentality. Okay, why are we not hitting these things? And what can we change and all that? Because if everything on a board's green, you're primed for somebody to sleep, you know, swoop in and uh, kind of pick you off. That's right. You're not, you're not, you're not hustling hard enough. That's right. right. <laughs> well, well, I, I love the fact that, that even um, this early in the, in the podcast and in, in your entrepreneurial journey that you are just consuming information and reading. I think that that's one of the characteristics of the successful entrepreneurs that I work with is that, that they're ferocious readers. Yep. One of the books that a lot of entrepreneurs have read is, is Good to Great with Jim mm-hmm. Collins. And, and he talks about uh, in there having a BHAG, a, a big, hairy, audacious goal that uh, Simon Sinek, I'm actually uh, listening to the Infinite Game. So nice. uh, Simon Sinek would say, you know, the, the is not your moonshot, but it's something that's beyond that. So what is Horizon Firearms be? Man, that's like, it's complicated, <laughs> you know, because r- right now, you know, like we were, we were talking about this time of year is such, it's such a hard thing to catch, uh, you know, focus with all of our trade shows and all that. But really when you look at Horizon, we've kind of split Horizon into custom rifles and uh, accessories. And so right now we are focused on Horizon being, you know, who Horizon has kind of always been in the really, really custom thing and telling the story and really where our, our, big crazy goals are coming from is the IOTA side of our business. And so we are focused on seeing if we can get IOTA in as an Aggie 100 this next year or the following year. We went from essentially zero to almost a million in revenue on one particular side of our business in just this last year with the IOTA side. We've teamed up with some big OEMs and are hyper-focused on getting kind of the production growing. So sort of what we're hoping to do is to do double Horizon slash IOTA every year for the next three years. That's sort of kind of what we're we're trying to take. Well, okay, that's awesome. Is it double double both sides of? Yeah, the- so when I look at it com- combined. We've kind of doubled up Horizon, doubled up Horizon, and then now with IOTA, we've more than doubled, and so we think we can take that unit and double one more time into the uh, sort of revenue growth section. So you know, we're investing quite a bit in 
R&D and new products and a lot of the molding stuff that we're doing. And then really, really hyper-focused on key partners in the industry. So, you know, a lot of people don't realize that a lot of the, uh, the large OEMs, you know, they don't manufacture, they can't manufacture everything in-house. And so we can take to them a couple of different things and say like, for example, on our stock side of the business, you know, I can go to a, a mid-major rifle company and say, look, we understand that you want something that fits this weight, this coolness factor. You want to understand what the trends are right now. But in order to do that, they've got to invest in R&D and, you know, all these other things. And so we've kind of found with the stocks, Horizon allows us to really hyper-focus on what the trends are, the cool fluting, the cool carbon fibers and all that. And they use Horizon to develop products for IOTA and then we can take those products in an OEM SKU and go to them and say, look, we have a pulse on exactly what the trends are. If you do X, Y, and Z, here's a product that fits into your line today and we can produce it. Nice. And so that's kind of where we're going with the, with the business. That's pretty awesome. It, that is a, a big goal. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's tracking that way, which feels it's weird, right? You know, like my wife sent me a uh, a text yesterday. She's great, just encouraging, you know. And so we did. Our, we finished our fifth year with Dallas Safari Club this show with two ten by twenty booths across from each other. So it was like a big forty foot spread. And uh, she sent me a, a Facebook memory of the first year we did it, which was a make you know makeshift wooden booth that my brother and I built, <laughs> like three guns on a wood table that we built, you know. So it's just neat to see um, the path. And so it's, it's hard to look back at the wake and actually even feel like, man, that even really happened, you know? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. So this leads us into our lightning round. Okay. Uh, lightning round uh, rules are pretty easy. You've got about 30 seconds or less to answer each question. And so without any ado, let's get on into it. Okay. We talked about hacks earlier. What's your favorite hack, right? This could be technology, health, Whatever, anything goes, this, uh, you know, for your business, for your personal, because we're all together, you know, as far as entrepreneurs, our entrepreneurial life, as well as business life, right? You know, the, the thing that works best for me is almost anti-technology. I figured out that if I take, I got a regular moleskin calendar and I can physically write down what has to happen each day. And then I have a large calendar that tells me the key things we have to hit. And I'm looking at that continually and I figure out if I can write it down and review it physically, I'm much more likely to accomplish it and then see what I didn't accomplish the day before. So you can adjust your workload accordingly and I think you get more done that way. Awesome. That, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you've already given us two books. So I'm, I'm going to push you a little bit and I'm not going to allow you to, to use either one of those. But okay. what's maybe either another book or maybe a podcast or an album or something that you are just really digging right now? Yeah, I'll say two, two podcasts. How I Built This. I think there's awesome stuff yeah. on How I Built This. Um, and then for our particular industry, kind of the guy who's leading the, the pace is uh, the Meat Eater podcast, which, you know, is hunting specific, but there's also a lot of rules and regulations. And it gives you, us at least, a pretty good pace on um, how the industry is going. The guy's super educated and very, very entertaining. Yeah, that's awesome. What, yeah. what about, what, I heard about this new podcast, On the Horizon. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wasn't going to do a shameless plug, but I will now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we, yeah, I'm actually doing uh, some podcasts ourselves. It's on the horizon with, with Derek Ratliff. And we're kind of, you know, doing not just our hunts, but kind of how we see the industry and then just different life thoughts, you know, training up. I've got a boy who's kind of we're training him in the outdoor industry and stuff and just wanted to kind of put out information. We get asked a lot about what we're doing. So I thought it'd just be a cool means to put out some information. Cool. Cool. Very cool. So check it out. Yep. Absolutely. Everybody go there right now and check it out. So what challenge are you currently facing right now and how can the Aggie Network help you? Right now, it's always getting key personnel, right? And I think people, um, you know, we didn't really talk on that 
earlier, but it's not just bodies, right? You need certain ways of thinking. And each business, I, I, I don't think I learned this well enough in school. Each business has a personality, right? And some people either fit in that personality or don't fit in that personality. And so, you know, being here, being here in College Station, being with the, you know, in terms of the Aggie Network, we're blessed and that there are some really smart kids that are in school and coming out of school. And so it's been, you know, kind of a focus of, of what we're doing here with the IOTA brand is looking at some of these key engineering students and offering some, uh, you know, maybe some internships or some, de- you know, development design ideas to, uh, for us to kind of test them out and for them to get kind of a running start once they leave here. That's great. And I think that being here uh, in the fact that we are in the South and there's a lot of outdoor, just, I mean, you, you grow up with that. You, you've got a lot of people that, that understand your culture. You've got a head start. So, so how can the Aggie Network get in touch with you? If we've got some, some individuals out there that feel like they would be a fit and maybe yep. come join you or just, just connect with you. Absolutely. So um, always you can reach me personally at, at Derek, D-E-R-I-C-K, at horizonfirearms.com. Uh, you can message us through either horizonfirearms.com or iotaoutdoors.com. We have Facebook and Instagram for all those. And we do have a, a retail shop here in College Station across from the Walmart on Morgan's Lane, uh, right behind the O'Reilly. So we're open uh, Monday through Friday about nine to five. We're usually here earlier and we're usually here a lot later, <laughs> but um, yeah, we'd love, love to see you come by and we show you some products and kind of show you what we it's do. It's a wicked cool shop. I, I mean, when, when I walked in after the Aggie 100, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, like a kid in the candy store. Absolutely. And we've changed it since, and we've changed it since uh, you've been here and they were actually doing another change uh, kind of the end of February where we're creating more of a showroom feel. You know, we installed like a fireplace and some sitting and the, you know, TV and stuff and kind of giving it more of a man room feel where we can like sit down and design the rifles. And so one thing we did quite a bit that now we you know, we're advertising and it goes with the guns. My brother's always done hand sketch renderings like Chip Foose for rifles. <laughs> and now, yep. uh, you know, it's always been a thing we did in the back. It's like, look, here's kind of our vision. Let's do this. Uh, and we have some customers that saw us doing that. And so now it's like, oh, well, that makes sense. We'll just include that kind of like Foos did with the rifle piece. And so uh, I think you look at our new website, you'll see some of those sketches and videos and stuff. No, well, that, that's really cool. And I, I mean, I love your setup, but your, your logo is pretty cool. I appreciate it. I, I oh, don't yeah. know who designed it, but that's good. Dude, yeah. Well, and I don't know if you've seen the video, like the, the circle with the prongs is our family's brand from the 1800s. And so essentially three brothers moved from Tennessee area after the civil war to Texas. And they basically had nothing but each other. So it was three prongs and a zero in the middle. And so when we went to doing the horizon, we kind of said, you know, we want to kind of take that same concept. And then uh, we just added it, you know, the H in it for horizon. And I like, so you'll, if you watch the video, you'll see there, but the, one of my wife's kind of patriarchs of their family, he passed away when we were starting Horizon and we were at his funeral and I flipped over the like kind of obituary in the back and had a quote and I think it's William Tell actually who originally quoted it. It said basically Horizon is nothing but the limit of your sight. And so we're like, oh man, oh, that just awesome. outlays exactly what we want to accomplish. And so cool. anyway, yeah, that that was the we made that for our first trade show booth and I always thought that was a cool reminder of where we're going. So so I've got a quick follow up question. Reading through your website, you've got a lot of stories, right? What what gave you all that idea to do that? <laughs> it's funny. It's like we we were in a in a meeting. And it's, it's, you're always trying to figure out like you know your big why, right? Like so, who are you? You know why and all this all this kind of stuff, right? And so we sat down and it was like you know the executive team really pressures hard. Like who are we? Who are we? Who are we? And I, we finally was like, look, we're literally trying to tell some you know, this historical piece, something about you in your rifle that you can be proud of. 
and you know, and they kind of push a little harder. And it's like it's literally we're telling a story. Look, it's but instead of writing it, we're just building it. So that kind of came out, and, and it, it sort of hit us. We're like, that's exactly who we are. And you know, at that same time, we had a guy, and he's become an awesome customer of ours, super nice guy. Came in and was wanting to do a cool build, and he had this wicked neat tattoo on his forearm. And um, he was kind of telling us, you know, where he got the tattoo and why and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's a cool story, man. Can we build that into a gun? And at that point, it just stuck. Cool. And um, so, yeah, it turned out to be a, a super sweet gun. And you see it too, right? I think more than anything, like uh, I think people people want to be hurt. I think that's the that's the the why, right? Yep. So, you know, yep. when we see it on the guns. Like the guys will come in together and they'll design rifles, or one guy will design a rifle and the next guy will see it, and then it's always like the why, right? And the guy gets so excited about telling like why he did his particular way, you know? Yeah. Well, we appreciate your generosity and support that you're giving to us and, and to the Aggie nation and all the Aggie entrepreneurs that are listening around the world, uh, to this, uh, podcast. Appreciate your time, Derek. You know, it's, it's been a great meeting you, right. And, uh, uh, learning more about you and your business. Absolutely, man. I, I really enjoy it. And I appreciate you guys reaching out and it's always fun to catch up with, uh, fellow Aggies and, and talk. So I appreciate the time. All right. Well, that'll wrap cool. it up for this episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. Check us out next time. Uh, again, Derek, thank you so much. And y'all have a great day and a great week. Sounds good. How about that, Ags? Was that amazing or what? There were some valuable hacks that Derek shared with us. What was your favorite, Greg? Well, he shared so much. Honestly, the thing that really stuck out to me the most, and this is not the first time that an Aggie entrepreneur has brought this up, but his ability and in his focus on lean manufacturing principles. And what I thought that was most important or the thing that really struck me is that he has applied the lean manufacturing principles to every aspect of his business. You know, when he talked about being at the trade show and saying, okay, I'm going to set specific goals and we're going to find out how to hit those goals. And then we're going to talk about, did we do them or do we not? To understand the financials and be able to, to run the company as lean financially as possible. To me, that speaks about his long-term vision and wanting to build a company that is sustainable for a long time and as lean as as mean as possible. But what about you? You know, I I 100% agree with that. And and honestly, you know, after hearing it so many times, I'm going to have to do that in my own business, you know, and really take a hard look. But, you know, my hack, I'm not sure if exactly it was a hack or not, but I loved it. It resonated with me. He said, uh, if everything's good, it's not good. Right. And that's something that I learned in the military, honestly, you know, was that if the uh, troops underneath you are not griping, there's something wrong. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so I 100% agree with that. If things, if you're just cruising along and you think that things are all good, you know, it's going to come back and bite you right in the butt. And, and that's, that's happened time and time and time again with my own businesses. So that resonated with me for sure, you know, is that you got to take a hard look at your business every once in a while and say, is everything good? If it is, then it's not good. Well, that's going to do it for another episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we'd be honored if you leave us a rating on iTunes, Teacher, Spotify, Podbeam, wherever you found us. Be sure to check out our website at aggiegrowthhacks.com where you can hear all the other episodes and connect with us. Aggie Growth Hacks was produced by Kyle and Ben with Podcast Architects. We also want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship for Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur 
or even a entrepreneur, head over to the website to find the program that's right for you. Just search McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship in Google and head over there now. Join us next time where we connect with another Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Until then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg Martin. Look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks and gig them.